This is Ballin' with the Bison, your home for everything you need to know about Bucknell women's basketball. Now Johnson right wing, three on the way, good! Allie Johnson rattles home another three. She's got 17, and it's a 63-54 lead for Bucknell. It's a nine-point advantage, the largest of the day for the Bison. Rebound, Tessa Brugler puts it on the floor once, goes up, bucket good, and the foul. Three-point play coming up for Tessa Brugler. Tucker for three, it's blocked by Seppi. Autumn Seppi blocks the three-pointer. And now, here's your host, Joe Vasile. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number four of Ballin' with the Bison. I'm your host, Joe Vasile, and, uh, well, thanks so much for joining us here today, we've got uh, a lot to get to this week, as it is Puerto Rico week for Bucknell women's basketball, coming off of uh, just one game over the past seven days, but a whole lot coming up this week and a lot to get to. One housekeeping note before we really dive into things today, this is going to be a no-guest episode. Um, first time we've done that, and, and hopefully the last time uh, for this season the reason for it, just to, to kind of peel back some of the levels of, uh, of inside the podcast, is that in the month of December, obviously the schedule becomes a, a little lighter with finals and winter break. And so we had basically a, a choice to either do a no guest episode this week or uh, do one in December. And since uh, there's plenty to actually talk about this week, we decided just to uh, bank the interview and and we'll use that uh, next month to be able to uh, to fill in some time when maybe there's not as many games going around uh, either at Bucknell or around the Patriot League. So with that being said, uh, you could drop us a rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it's wherever podcasts are founded. I've seen a, a couple of you have done that already. Thank you so much. Uh, do appreciate it and um, appreciate uh, any of you who uh, will go ahead and drop us five stars. And um, yeah, it just helps us get the word out about this podcast. The week that was for Bucknell, there was only one game, as we said last week. It was on Wednesday, November 20th, a 72-61 loss at home at Soika Pavilion to the Temple Owls. And this is a game that, looking back at it now with a couple of days uh, of some hindsight, that is one that the Bison definitely could have won. And I think that that's not going out on a limb. And if you were to just look at the final box score and say, well, it was an 11-point game, but then you realize when you get a little further into it, Bucknell led 33-32 at halftime. Temple, at one point in the second half, started to grow its lead. They were up by 10 early in the fourth quarter. But Bucknell was able to cut it down to just a two-point Temple lead with just over three minutes to go on an Ellie Mack three-point play, but from that point on, uh, the Owls grew their lead back up to double digits. Bucknell had to start fouling in the final minute, and uh, and that led to the final score of 62-61 as Temple went on something like a 10-1 run uh, to close out the contest last Wednesday. The shooting woes for Bucknell continued in that one. They shot only 35%. Uh, from the floor, 5 of 24 from three-point range. And over their last two games, going back to the Quinnipiac game a couple of Saturdays ago, Bucknell just 12 of 40. Uh, that's 30% uh, from behind the three-point line. And for a team that has a lot of shooters and is certainly capable of knocking down those shots, 
it's just been a, a tough stretch where the shots weren't falling. And Trevor Woodruff postgame against Temple said, look, eventually we have to be able to play defense well enough that when those shots aren't falling, we could still win games. And right now, we're not doing that. Those were his comments after the game. And it was the case on Wednesday where Bucknell played really good defense at times, but it was a full 40 minutes of that that the team maybe struggled with. Uh, the first quarter was one of the best defensive quarters that the Bison have played this year, but that intensity wasn't able to be uh, sustained throughout the entire game. And a lot of that you have to you know, tip your cap to Temple. It's not necessarily anything that Bucknell did wrong as much as Temple's head coach, Tanya Cardoza, changed up her sub pattern a little bit, got some different personnel out there. And when she did that, going away from Marissa Mackins, who had averaged almost 14 points a game, and bringing in Lena Nyon, who had not played much off the bench, Nyon came out and scored 17 points and hit four three-pointers. And at 6-2 on the wing, it created a lot of matchup problems on both ends of the court for Bucknell. It opened up driving lanes for Ashley Jones, uh, the point guard for Temple, who finished with 24 points. Mia Davis, Temple's outstanding first-team All-AAC selection, 20 points and 10 rebounds in the game, kind of came on in the second half. So, uh, again, it's a deal where there were some positives, for sure, as a team, but it was the intensity and not being able to keep that up for a full 40 minutes that hurt Bucknell when the shots weren't falling. That being said, there were some real positives in that game, not just the spurts of really strong, intense defense, but Tessa Brugler had one of the best games that an individual Bucknell player has had this year. Set a career-high 15 points, 11 rebounds, including 8 offensive rebounds, and came up with 3 steals on the defensive end. And Tessa, who has been really good when she's been on the court this year, she's had some problems with foul trouble over the first uh, five games for Bucknell, but she was able to stay out of that against Temple and was really strong uh, defensively and offensively. It was just a force and a bully inside for Bucknell all night long, and Temple really didn't have much of an answer for the things that she was doing on the offensive glass. And then also Taylor O'Brien, who had one of those games, and I said this on Twitter a day or two after the game, she had one of those games that if you look at the stat sheet, if you just look at the box score, maybe you wouldn't come away that impressed. She had 10 points on 4-14 shooting. But what was very impressive about Taylor was that she was driving to the basket with authority. She was attacking the hoop well, getting good looks, but just wasn't able to finish. Got some bad skips off the rim or off the, uh, off the backboard where the ball wasn't going down, but the process was good. And I think that that's something that for the Bison, you'll look at as a positive. Uh, because as much of a cliche as it's become in recent years to say, trust the process, you really do have to do that. Because that's uh, a lot of times, especially in these early non-conference games, uh, more important than the result. Because those shots, those looks, if Taylor O'Brien is getting 10 of those looks a game, uh, 
generally that's going to mean good things for Bucknell throughout this season. So uh, you liked what you saw out of Tessa Brugler and out of uh, Taylor O'Brien on an individual level. Also, Allie Johnson bounced back from a little bit of a rough game against Quinnipiac, uh, made three three-pointers. She attempted nine, but I was coming off of a one-for-seven performance uh, from beyond the arc against Quinnipiac. So a little bit of a step forward there, uh, but for Bucknell needing to, to come together a little bit more on both sides of the ball, looking ahead to this week um, down in San Juan, Puerto Rico. But before we preview the two opponents this week, Howard and Cincinnati for Bucknell, we'll take a look around the Patriot League and, and some of the results of note from the last week and, and some things uh, coming up this week. One of the biggest ones, and uh, one of the ones that kind of jumped out at me was last Wednesday, uh, Colgate was up at Canisius and won 90-69. to And what was particularly impressive there was, I mean, Colgate put up 90 points, uh, a team that was projected to finish in the bottom half of the Patriot League this year. That was their fifth win of the year. They started 5-0 and and putting up some big numbers. So perhaps uh, the Raiders looking like a, a strong challenger this year in the Patriot League with a big non-conference win uh, over the Griffs from Canisius. Future Bucknell opponent George Mason defeated Americans 73-55. to Again, that one of note just because Bison are going to be playing George Mason first week of December down uh, in Fairfax, Virginia. So just keeping tabs on what the Patriots are doing against some other Patriot League teams. Uh, Lehigh stayed unbeaten. Their most impressive win of the week, though, 75-68 to over Seton Hall. That was on Friday, and uh, it was game played in Bethlehem, but... I mean, a win over a Big East team is still a significant one for the Mountain Hawks, who continue to rise up the College Insider mid-major top 25 poll. And then uh, on Sunday, uh, Colgate got its first loss of the season, 61-51 on the road at St. Louis University. So just one remaining unbeaten left in the Patriot League. That is the 5-0 Lehigh Mountain Hawks as of this recording uh, if you're listening to this on time on Monday, November 25th. Some games of note to keep an eye on throughout this uh, this upcoming week in Patriot League women's basketball. Army West Point hosts TCU on Tuesday, and that's an interesting one because TCU, a, a team that uh, made it, I believe, to the second round of the WNIT last year, uh, going up to Army, who's struggled in the early going of the season. Colgate on the road taking on a Power 5 team in Northwestern. They're doing that out in Evanston, Illinois on Wednesday. And then uh, Lehigh is going to be putting its undefeated record on the line this week down in the Bahamas. They're going to take on Ball State and Fordham on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Uh, so that'll be a couple of games to keep an eye on to see if Lehigh can turn its 5-0 start into a 7-0 start this week. So that's some of the interesting action outside of Bucknell, but for the Bison, it's a couple of interesting and intriguing matchups down at the Mario Morales Coliseum in Puerto Rico. On Wednesday at 3.30 p.m., the Bison will take on the Howard Bison, who are off to a 4-2 and start this year and are currently on a three-game winning streak with wins over St. Peter's, uh, over Loyola, Maryland, and then on the road at Hofstra, uh, just last night on Sunday, 73-64, they down the Hofstra pride. And what's interesting about Howard 
is they're a fast-paced team. They like to press. They like to speed you up. And they have four players averaging double figures in points this year and four players who were preseason all-MEAC selections this year. Probably their most dangerous player is Sarah Edmond, their point guard, who was a first-team all-MEAC selection. She's averaging 16 points, four rebounds, and four assists per game. And on the wings, Ayanna Williams and Jayla Thornton are both really good shooters that can pose some problems for Bucknell defensively, especially if the Bison aren't strong in defending the three-point line, which, again, has been an Achilles heel of this team at times. Howard shooting 37% uh, from beyond the three-point line this season, and Bucknell allowing opponents to shoot just under 38% uh, from the three-point line this year. So uh, a little bit of a mismatch there, and Bucknell is going to have to make sure that they emphasize defending the perimeter and getting back in transition defense against this Howard team because they can be very deadly when they start to ramp up the pace on you, as Hofstra found out last night. Elsewhere for the Bison, though, they have a couple of excellent forwards, especially on the defensive side. Imani Bryant and Jayla Miles are both very tough interior defenders. Neither of them score very much. They're both averaging four and a half points per game or fewer, but both averaging over two blocks per game while playing fewer than 20 minutes per game. They are very dangerous inside, and the matchups of Imani Bryant, a preseason all-MEAC selection, and Jayla Miles, a player who missed all of last year with an injury, but then came back and was the MEAC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 1, against Ellie Mack and Tessa Brugler, is one to really watch for in that Wednesday game against Howard. And it could be very well the key between a Bucknell victory and perhaps a fourth straight win for Howard in that contest. Meanwhile, after Howard, Bucknell on Thanksgiving Day turns its eyes to the Cincinnati Bearcats, a team that's 3-2 and two on the season, but coming into the Puerto Rico Clasico on a two-game winning streak. They're going to play their first game of the two-day tournament on Wednesday against Iowa before playing Bucknell. And one of the big things for Cincinnati that comes off in watching them is they're a very well-coached team that's coming off of a, a deep run in the WNIT all the way to the quarterfinals, essentially the Elite Eight uh, of the WNIT last year. Their head coach is Michelle Clark Hurd, who's in her second year at Cincinnati. In her first year at the Bearcats, they won 24 games, which was the most wins for Cincinnati in 17 years. And she came after a very successful run as the head coach at her alma mater at Western Kentucky University and is currently on a run of seven straight 20-win seasons as a head coach, the last six at Western Kentucky, and now her first at the University of Cincinnati. Two big players for the Bearcats to keep an eye out on are guard Antoinette Miller and forward Imari Thomas. They're both All-AAC last year, All-American Conference last year, and were second-team preseason All-American Conference selections this season. Miller is the guard averaging 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists per game, while Amari Thomas is averaging 20.4 points per game and a shade under 10 rebounds a contest. In a complete flip of what Howard is, Cincinnati is not a good 3-point shooting team at all. Just 19.7%, that's below 20 obviously, from beyond the 3-point line which, as of Sunday's games, ranked 340th 
in Division One. However, Howard likes to turn the ball over a lot, and Cincinnati does not do that uh, and is one of the best teams in the nation at not turning the ball over. They're averaging just a little over 11 turnovers per game on offense. That's the best mark in the American Conference and uh, the ninth best mark in Division I women's basketball uh, in the early going this season. So two teams that are both talented and have individual weapons uh, that can hurt you. Both are well coached and both have very different styles of basketball that the Bison are going to see this week down in Puerto Rico. And it should make for a couple of really fun matchups. Both tips in those games are scheduled for 3.30 p.m. We'll have coverage on the Bucknell Learfield IMG College Sports Network beginning 15 minutes before that with the pregame show. And then uh, you can go to BucknellBison.com to find out all the links of, of where you can follow along with all of the action. Finally, there's one last thing to get to, a little bit of an extra thing, because last week was signing week for Division I basketball, and Bucknell announced four new additions to the program for next year, the class of 2024, which makes me feel very old just saying that next year's freshmen are going to be the class of 2024. But Nicole Davis from Richmond, Virginia, Caroline Dingler from Rome, Georgia, Julie Kalisha from Wilmington, Delaware, and Kaylee Rainbow from Wheeling, West Virginia, are the four new players coming into the program next year. For more information on those players and quotes from head coach Trevor Woodruff, BucknellBison.com, and you go to the women's basketball page, now the story is right there. Uh, so you can click on that and learn a little bit more about the incoming class of 2024. So that wraps things up for us here today on this episode of Ballin' with the Bison. Thank you so much for joining us again. Drop us a rating, review, uh, if you can, wherever you listen to this podcast. Click subscribe and uh, tell a friend if you think they would be interested in uh, in what we're doing over here. Follow me on social media, on Twitter, on Joe Vasile, PBP, Instagram, Joe Vasile. And I hope that you enjoy your Thanksgiving week as well. Uh, whatever you're doing to celebrate, if you do celebrate, uh, I hope you have a good one and a happy and healthy one. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Joe Basile. We'll talk to you next time. This has been Ballin' with the Bison.